0: It's downloaded. It's in your phone. Episode 324 of Your Tech Life is in your phone. I'm just checking the episode number. That is correct, 324. Uh, We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Lots of uh, interesting topics up this week, most and all of which are covered at eftm.com.au, plus some calls. Let's get cracking on Your Tech Life. Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything
1: technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet.
2: Information you want, want, all the help you, you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Hello. My name is Trevor Long and you can reach me anytime at uh, on Twitter at Trevor Long. On Facebook, uh, just go to trevorlong.com, takes you straight there. Um, Facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. Um, you can go to the website, eftm.com.au. Uh, email Trevor Long is one of the most prominent links on the site. Um, very easy to get in touch. I don't shy away from your ability to get in touch with me because... Talking to you is what I do, um, trying to help you, having a chat, whatever it is, love talking technology with you right here on the podcast, on the radio, on a whole stack of other places. It's just great fun. Um, as I said, we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, satellite navigation, GPS and fitness tracking technology, um, plus so much great topics to talk about tonight. I I, um, I put together a list every week of kind of the, the news of the week so that um, I can share that with the radio stations I uh, report to each week. And um, this week I was just kind of blown away by the number of topics on on choice. Um, So I have those same topics here and uh, look forward to sharing them with you. Uh, If you want to get in touch, you want to have a chat about something wrong in your tech life uh, or something good in your tech life, I don't mind. uh, Get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au or call 1-800-157-157. Um, There's always cool things to learn and things to see and do uh, all around your technology world. So... uh That's what we try and cover here each week, and uh, you can download straight into your iTunes or your Pocket Casts or your Wooshka or your Overcasts. Uh, There's so many apps now. Um, And of course, it is appreciated because I know 99% of you listen via iTunes, it's appreciated if you jump onto the iTunes uh, store and go to the podcast uh, page and leave a rating. Um, Just let us know what you think and why you listen and, and a star rating at the same time. Now, the average is five, so... It would be appreciated if you didn't ruin that average if you've got nothing nice to say don't say it at all as they say if you've got nothing nice to say say it on twitter because i can say it back to you then you see i can have a conversation or an argument doesn't matter uh, always fun engaging as we say on twitter let's get cracking and get techie. it might
1: sound crazy um.
0: would already know I don't drive my own car very much I uh, get to review cars and um, lots of other cool things and cars being one of them but they're normally owned therefore by uh, you know the car company now unfortunately that means that it's not just me that knows when I do naughty things so uh, the story goes um, the Bathurst 12 hour was on at um, was it the middle of uh, February end of February and um, I thought it's a Friday, there's practice on, I know I know some people up there, Harry's not at preschool, he's never seen motorsport, I'm going to take him. So we jumped in the Suzuki Vitara that I had at the time, a uh, kind of a bright blue Suzuki Vitara who lacked the EFGM, uh, stickers on the side so people could see who we were, we drove to Bathurst. We had a great day in the Ferrari uh, Corporate Hospitality Suite and um, Harry got to meet the boss of Ferrari and here in australia and, and got to ride around in a california tea um it was a fun day so we're cruising home down the bells line of road and that's a uh it's a troublesome road at the best of times but it's also um littered with speed cameras and yes i'm aware there are three warning signs for every speed camera but uh, a few weeks later i got an email from the lovely people at suzuki hello ruth and uh they say, unfortunately, we got a letter in the mail. And it's scary as all heck because when the corporation gets a letter without a name attached, it's like $500 as the fine. Um, and that's there, that's there because they, it's an incentive to nominate a driver. So they nominated me and in the mail came a letter from the big bad people at the State Debt Recovery Office here in New South Wales. But what was interesting to me was along with the letter, was a little brochure, like a little pamphlet. And I thought, what a pamphlet? And the pamphlet said, manage your penalty online at my penalty. And on the other side, it said, manage your fines at your fingertips. Like they're showing a picture of an app. And I thought, what the heck is an app got to do with a speeding fine? So I downloaded the app service new south wales and uh you kind of log on with your license details which is pretty easy to do it was actually quite a seamless process and when you open the app there's there's a few options i'll do it right now in front of me um a you can pin code protect it so mine's pin protected i can do a free rego check so i can look up any person's rego and see whether it's a real car (laughs) and registered and who their insurer is which is great for um in accidents or incidents, you can check that someone is insured and, and is giving you correct details before you drive away. You can renew your rego. You can look at your license and you can view your demerit points. But you can also, there's a button that says My Fines. Now, when I click that now, it says you have no fines. Good news. You do not have any vehicle-related fines at the moment. But a couple of weeks ago, there was a link there to a fine. Naughty, naughty me. Um And I was kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, databasing, because, you know, they know who I am and it's against my name, so why not, you know, show me the the fine? So I click on my fines and it says motor vehicle exceeds speed limit 10 kilometres an hour and under, camera recorded, individual $112 due on the 28th of April. I click on that, it shows me again the same information with a big button to pay. And then underneath it says one demerit point, whoopsie-daisy, and the penalty number. But then you scroll down, it says View Photos. Now, up until now, the only, thing, the only way I knew to view the photos was I think you used to send a letter away and they would make an appointment to view them at the RTA or I think they might have sent them to you. But here in the app, I click View Photos and there's three photos appear in a camera roll. And they are, there's two photos taken um, like a millisecond apart. And then there's one that's kind of close up, zoomed in. And you can download them to your to your camera roll. And you can see all the details that the, you know, officers get as well. Uh, and, you know, it shows me exactly where it is. I can see the speed limit, the vehicle offence, and I can see the EFTM sticker on the side of the car. I can see the red dot, and I can see that I'm on the brakes. So I clearly saw it just a bit too late. Um, it's such a cool service. I mean, it's a very simple thing to say, but a really cool service. Um because, you know, sometimes you do doubt these things. And I, well, I mean, I'm probably not going too far out on, on a limb here to say um, that Bowen also received, <laughs> received a fine recently. And I said to him, I said, because if you, if he questions whether or not this running a red light actually occurred. He was confident that it was a, a turning arrow, whatever, whatever. I said, mate, when you get the app and when it's actually put in your name, you'll be able to see the photos. So when you actually question the fine, you'll be able to look at the photos. What a very, very cool thing uh, to have governments doing. I know governments waste a lot of money, but they also waste a lot of time. And um, it, it's, very, it's, it's a very simple thing. I was very impressed. It's a simple app. Hopefully you won't get to use it too much. But it's worth downloading just for the um, license check and rego check, to be honest. And then if you do happen to come across a bad, fine, naughty, naughty, uh, you're covered. It's all good. So, um, check it out. You'll find uh, details on that at EFTM.com today. And you can download it in the App Store if you're a New South Wales resident. I think it's called Service New South Wales. Well, the downloaders have been at it again. <laughs> um, God love the internet, eh? Here was, uh, you know, Telstra in all their moments of, of deep despair, um, you know. Network switching off and not working very well and all those things. And um, here we are looking for free data. And the free data arrived and, and we splurged once again. We, we smashed the previous record, which was, I think, 1,800 terabytes um, by downloading something like 2,686 terabytes of data in just one day. Another absolute record for the Telstra network on any uh, day of the week. And it turns out one guy downloaded a terabyte all on his own. 994 gigabytes, he reckons he used in one day. Uh this chap's chap's name is John Zavari. uh Zaz, it's, uh, Zazvari. Zazvari. uh he's a Sydney side, lives out at Rhodes, and uh, reckons he's near a 4GX tower and gets really good speeds. And he was getting download speeds of 180 meg. Uh, He reckons he downloaded 14 seasons of Mythbusters, 24 seasons of The Simpsons, the entire Wikipedia database, some Microsoft software, synced his Spotify playlists, and uh, did some backups. Well, first and foremost, can we confirm if he actually paid for any of that stuff? Because if it's all pirated, he's kidding himself. But anyway, let's not start on that. But anyway, how exciting must his life be? I mean I'm all, I'm a fan of all those shows mythbusters the simpsons etc but to have all 24 seasons how long would that take that's not even a marathon how long would it take to watch them all anyway there um there was uh there was a bit of concern on the day from a lot of punters on on social media angry that the speeds weren't that good and it was um it was it was a problem for the network but actually uh telstra say they in fact didn't have any problems with the network. They were happy with the network. They did. Oh, this is Andy Penn. Um, that's the CEO of, Andy, of, of of Telstra. They there's some reporting around that they throttled the speed. They didn't actually throttle the speed. What they did was um, spread the traffic across people so that no one person on any tower got all the priority. Um, so their their statement is that across the network it performed all day. No one was unable to access the internet. Some people just had slow speeds if you were in a a high traffic area. So if lots of people in your suburb used Telstra on that day, it didn't work that great for you. But if you're like, you know, Johnny Bravo out there at Rhodes, uh, maybe you're on your own. Maybe you're with anyone on the tower. So bingo, the network was beautiful for you. Um, It's an interesting one. I was kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit, over it a little bit thought Telstra was you know taking the mickey a bit there by just giving a little bit of data on a Sunday but I'm kind of over it now I think uh, they've tried as best they can to make it up to people no one has yet been able to suggest to me a better way of compensating customers Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that I think we're even it's all clear I had a long chat with the people at Telstra earlier in the week and and confirmed that they they have a lot of work to do and the the review is still underway and that there was a lot of, um, a lot of things going on that that improved things already. And there was more improvements to be done, but, um, you know, I'm, I I can't say with great confidence, they're not going to have another outage, but geez, I'd be amazed if they did. I'd be amazed if they did. And, and it would have to, heads would have to roll if they had another outage of that scale. So what did you do on Telstra free data day? what did you get up to? Um, I'd be interested to know because a lot of people I heard from just didn't bother because the speeds weren't there. So let me know what you did on Telstra's free data day on Sunday. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin and their Vivo Smart HR is their smart activity tracker with wrist-based heart rate. Uh, where's where today's fitness goal on your wrist with Vivo Smart HR, the activity tracker with Elevate wrist heart rate technology. Now you can monitor your heart rate 24-7 without wearing a chest strap. Vivo Smart HR counts steps and floors climbed and measures activity intensity and also offers smart notifications that let you decide take action or continue on your active way. Uh, lots of options there. The Vivo Smart HR um, links with your smartphone so you can see notifications. It's got a nice little t- uh, screen on it, available in a couple of different colors, and allows you to really take advantage of the heart training aspects of um, fitness and, and the, the technology that exists today. And it's available from Garmin. You can check it out at garmin.com.au. Um, so a little quirky one, I guess, just quickly for you. Um, the, and I thought this might have been April Fool's, but it was not. Um, an, a, a device called the Rome e which is basically a flying selfie camera, it was made available to pre-order uh, last week. Um, it's actually an Australian company and uh it's uh it's a simple little device that doesn't pair with your smartphone uh and that's significant because uh, in the past these things have needed to pair with your smartphone to have any luck in um you know tracking you following you and, and doing those kinds of things the rome e uh tracks you by facial recognition now that in itself is cool right So it's the size of a a water bottle, 600ml water bottle when it's all folded down and then the blades just fold out. You turn it on and you kind of put it in front of yourself and let it go. I guess that's how it works. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, We're waiting on a prototype to hit Sydney, but I like the idea. I just don't know who the hell it's for. Go to a website called flyingselfies.com if you want to see more. And of course, there's uh, information up at (laughs) eftm.com.au. doesn't matter what you've got on your mind. Let's have a chat about it. You can uh, talk about a piece of technology in your life. You can talk about something you've bought or something you want to buy. Let's try and help you out or have a chat about it on uh, your tech life. You can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Vaughan.
2: G'day, Trevor. How are you?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
2: I've got a question for you about uh, Android and iOS. My children are 5 and 10
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, and they were bought um, the Lenovo tablet. I, I don't have it in front oh, of me. Oh, the company, Yoga yep. model number. But no, no, no. They're little $100 Android tablets in from posts like JB. Right, yeah, yeah. the base model ones. Sure. Um, they, they were given them for Christmas. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to call or message between uh, my iPhone and their Android tablets. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which is not easy. I mean, if they'd all been in the same ecosystem, you'd just FaceTime and iMessage. But you dead. can't get
0: an so. iPad for a hundred bucks, Vaughn.
2: No. Um, and at the end of the day, when someone gives you a gift, Trev, um, and they're in love with that gift, you can't change the pattern, can you? Oh
0: no, absolutely not. And look, you know, those tablets are look, they're not the most amazing tablets in the world, but they certainly are great for you know very basic apps and some some browsing or whatever you might want to do. But Uh, Your situation, I'll be honest, is almost identical to mine. And people often ask me, uh, you know, what phone do I use? Uh, Because I use a lot of them. And I say, I always come back to the iPhone. I try them all. But I always come back to the iPhone. And the primary reason for that is actually what you're speaking about. Because my kids have got iPods, iPod Touches. Um, Now, we haven't installed it, so all of them can do it. But certainly my son, Jackson, he's nine. um, He has his his own iPod. The rest of them are shared. Uh, and he has, uh, I've set up an iMessage and everything, so he can message me. And you know what? It's bloody fantastic it's isn't it? when I'm overseas to get a message from him. And you know, it's cool. It's it's a cool, very engaging little thing. And if I'm on on Android, he can't message me. So I mean,
2: my my daughter, she's ten. She hmm. has an iPod Touch, but of course, you can't get them to just plug it in for the purposes of messaging. When everything else they want is on their Android, right? You know. Now, I mean, you do from time to time, but it just doesn't. It's not. It's not clean. I tried Skype. The difficulty with Skype is it wouldn't ring. It, it, it wouldn't. Um, it doesn't make actually noise take over camera.
0: the phone. No, it, it it kind of just puts a little notification in the top bar.
2: Yes, and I looked at Kick. Uh, uh, Ooh, for messaging! But the yeah. problem with Kick, other people can come into yes, that. Yes, no, I, I, I would. Messages.
0: I didn't like it. I would quickly run away from Kick. It's an open messaging system that uh, uses simply usernames, and anyone can type a username, guess a username, and start chatting to anyone. So, hundred percent avoid that. Um, the others that uh, you know, WhatsApp would be amazing, but you got to have a phone number. Um, WhatsApp would be absolutely well, the other perfect. Thing
2: is, do I do I register a, a SIM card and just put twenty bucks on it for three hundred and sixty-five days to to, to to get a phone number
0: on a tablet? To
2: to no, no, no. Register a SIM card just in a mobile phone, yeah, and then use that number just for WhatsApp.
0: Um, how would that work? Let me think about it. Um, if you install WhatsApp, yeah, it doesn't need to actually verify the SIM. Does the SIM need to be in the device? I think it might need to actually verify that it's a that's a physically a mobile device and not just a tablet.
2: Right. Is Viber so, the same?
0: No, Viber is very much Skype. So it might be worth trying Viber and seeing. So I that, don't that was need my... need a
2: phone number for
0: Viber. No, no, no. So Viber is just like Skype. Um, it's just an internet platform. So you should definitely try Viber and see how that works. Um the How other does that
2: one work, Trev? because there's no sorry I didn't mention oh. it um Viber searches by by phone numbers in your contact. Yeah, but that's just so... a way of
0: finding new people. You can also just have a username.
2: You can create a username in Viber, can
0: you? Pretty sure, just like you can in Skype, yeah.
2: Because I had a look and couldn't find it in Viber,
0: the ability to create a username. Okay, I, I was pretty sure that you could just, you know, have Viber running, but I, I could be wrong. The other one is BlackBerry Messenger, but I'm not sure they have uh, voice messaging activated. Um, right. Then, I mean, there's Snapchat. <laughs> they've they've added um, a calling ability, so everyone's going down this path. Facebook Messenger, but you don't want your kids to have a Facebook account. Look, in the end, what no. I'm saying to you is, it's not a great situation. It's it's far from ideal. Uh, happy to. Hear from other listeners if they have suggestions on this very problem because it would solve mine, not just Vaughan's. Um, but I, I think that you know broadly it's 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 problematic. Calling, messaging, there are some solutions like BlackBerry Messenger, um, which is an app that you can install on any device. Um,
2: and does that ju- does that um uh, so there's an- there's Android, iOS, and yep. um, and BlackBerry. Uh, yeah, and how do you do? You just allocate a username.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But could someone guess your username as well on
0: that? Uh, look, I guess probably, but I wouldn't be as concerned about that as I am with about Kick because Kick is yeah, like a, more of a text, video, audio. It? I'm sorry, photography thing, which you know I, I think would be problematic. No. So yeah, not not yeah. not my recommended.
2: The other option would be to try installing Viber, uh, and if it does require, and I'll check it out. And if it does yeah. require a phone number, as I say purchase one of those like Vodafone yes for two bags, oh no you're on the right with the
0: on you're on the right path there with that it's an absolutely brilliant way of just, all you need to do is verify the text message when it comes through and type in that number and then you're done so if you can get one of them working that way you've kind of subverted the problem
2: Why don't I give it a try and I'll try Viber, see if I can get a username. Try Viber, try try
0: WhatsApp and uh, and see whether they require the phone number and whether not actually physically being on the phone is enough to make it work. And I'd be curious to know how that goes.
2: I'll let you know what happens.
0: Good on you, Vaughn. Thanks, as always, for getting in touch, mate. (laughs) Thanks, Trev. Good on you. And uh, if you've got a question like Vaughn, get in touch. Happy to try and help out and uh, see whether we can solve your problem. And if you've got an answer for Vaughn and myself, uh, again, get in touch because uh, it helps to teach us all uh, ways around our problems. You're listening to Your Tech Life. Talking technology without the
2: jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life, Life with Trevor Long.
0: And thank you for listening. Uh, you can get in touch anytime you like. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, I don't mind. Let's have a chin wag, see if we can help you out. Let's, uh, let's get back to calls. Go, Bruce.
1: Yes, good day, Trevor. Nice to talk to you again.
0: We spoke last week, Yes.
1: Ah uh, we certainly did. Oh, and, now, you uh, you so had remind cool.
0: me remind me you had uh a Samsung Galaxy phone through Virgin Mobile wasn't working it had been 7 weeks or something uh and yeah, that's,
1: that's exactly correct what uh, that's exactly what took place and uh, after, your, uh, after talking with you, I had a phone call the next day from uh, uh, their customer relations department, uh, a gentleman by the name of Savas, and uh, they authorised a, a brand new phone for me and uh, this phone is working absolutely fabulously now, so uh, uh, it's a real positive outcome.
0: Well that's great, So, because um, the problem was it was in for repair and then they gave it back to you and there was kind of a bit of a two-way about just getting you a new phone and... Uh... In the end, that was always yeah. going to solve the problem we we thought. Uh, how quickly did they, did they get you the phone mate?
1: Well, that, I actually picked it up uh, that afternoon out of the Hornsby store. So oh, wow. uh, basically, I uh, had, had the phone call about 11 o'clock and uh, another couple of phone calls just to confirm that uh, the Hornsby store had a, a, a Galaxy S5 in stock, which they did, and I was there at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, all fixed up. So absolutely fabulous! I'm over the moon, uh, but everything's working as it should be.
0: Happy Virgin Mobile customer continues, yeah?
1: Yes, you bet, you bet, and thank you so much for all your help in uh, in, in solving this issue with me.
0: No worries, mate. Thank you for uh, for getting back in touch because it's good to know that things actually come to a resolution sometimes. Good on you, Bruce. Yeah, oh, definitely. Enjoy that phone and enjoy your uh, what's what's what else is coming up in April, mate. Good luck.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Trevor. And uh, certainly, we'll be a, an avid listener to your podcast from now on. That's for sure.
0: Good on you, mate. Thanks, thanks again. And uh, if you've got a question or you've got a problem with it with a company. Uh, Happy to try and represent on your behalf. Uh, Certainly a lot of the time I'll try and solve the problem myself. Other times uh, we just get in touch with the company and say, hey, I think this should be done better. And uh, often we get a good result, just like with Bruce. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you want to get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au. Episode 324, thank you for downloading. Now I installed a new router in the Long family home this week. Um, because it's one I've been waiting to to get a look at uh, since CES, um, and you remember at CES, as I explained back then, you, you get the time to look through the stands, you get a bit of a tour of some of the stands, and hopefully a bit of an insight to some of the products. And one of the um, one of the demos I got was from Netgear, uh, looking at their Arlos and everything, but also a new router called the R eight thousand five hundred. It's got a, another name in the Nighthawk family, but R eight thousand five hundred is the is the best way to search for it. Um, it's uh it, it looks very different for first and foremost, which is good because they've had that kind of stealth uh, fighter look to some of their routers of late and that's great but I you know, just it was good to see a slightly new design yeah, it's a silly little thing but it's it's actually nice to see something different sitting on the on the desk um, wherever you might have your modem now I chose actually to put this thing on the wall uh, because it's actually not a bad wall wall mounted looking thing it's only got four antennas on it which is, again, less than some of the previous ones have had. But the technology in these antennas is what I was most interested in. It was described to me at CES as being uh, an active antenna, and what that did was allow, instead of essentially, if you think of an antenna, and this is a very layman's term, but if you think of an antenna as a bit of wire going down to the, the circuit board, the motherboard of, of the device, then something at the end of the wire um, receives and amplifies the signal into the, into the, the brains of the, of the device. So what they've done is they've shifted that and put the amplifying part at the top of the antenna. So it's amplified before it gets down to the, um, to the motherboard, which also reduces interference um, and essentially makes the signal perform better. Now, I've had a raging argument with some dude on my website who's been commenting, I'm sure technically in a lab there's a bunch of things you can say or do about any router modem and any combination of technologies. But my experience is very simple and very real. I've put this device on the wall in my home. And in fact, I replaced an, another Netgear product, um, which was a high-end Netgear product. Um, and immediately, and I've tried plenty of routers and modems in this home. And most of them, every year they get better, no doubt. But most of them suffer in the upstairs far bedrooms of the home. It's only the kids, so not really an issue now. But in a few years when they're teenagers, wow. This device is offering me great coverage throughout the home. Basically, I'm only down a one bar at the up, down one bar, so I've still got is it, you know three of the four or four of the five, depending on your device, um, uh, at the far end of the home upstairs. So I'm getting a fairly good blanket coverage of this home with Wi-Fi. Now, yes, the further you get away from any router, the weaker the signal gets. That's just Wi-Fi. That's how it works. But the performance of this was excellent. Um, It is only, uh, I can only find one negative with it, and that's the price. It's $699. It's a high-end networking device. But for that money, you get stunning performance. It has all the other features of a Netgear router. It has the ReadyShare USB ports. It has a very good and easy, quick setup. It has quality of service guarantees. You can actually set certain devices or apps to have throughput quality of service. So that means it gives priority to those things. Um, But it's very simple core. It was very easy to set up. It prompted me through it, and it's made my Wi-Fi in my home better. And that, to me, is enough. That's the most important thing about uh, testing a device like this is, does it offer a quantifiably better service than the device before it? And it does. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. That's an AC5300 tri-band Wi-Fi router. It's called the R8500 from Netgear, the Nighthawk X8 Uh, Beautiful product. You can read all about it at eftm.com.au. Feel free to debate me on that on Twitter um, because that's always fun. Check it out. Talking technology
2: without the jargon. Your tech Tech life Life. with Trevor Long.
0: Now, on Friday morning, I published a story about SBS launching an on-demand virtual reality app, and I was inundated with responses saying, good one, (laughs) because it was April the 1st. Now, I used to work at SBS, so I was given information about this earlier in the week, and they sent me the information. I downloaded the app. I played with it. I took screenshots. I, I got my story ready to publish, and then at the middle of the night, I text one of the um, publicity team there, and I said, hey, am I being done on an April Fool's joke here? And they said, no, no, absolutely not. We're putting it out on Friday because the Heston's, Heston Blumenthal show is on Thursday night, and Heston features in the VR app. So let's be clear. The story about SBS launching a virtual reality on-demand app on my website is genuine. It's not an April Fool's joke. So check it out. Um, There's only three pieces of content in the VR app to watch. Um, So you're know you not going to be spending a whole stack of time, don't stress. Um, It is a proof of concept really right now because they're just saying here's what we can do. So you can view the Mardi Gras from on board the SBS float. You can view the Mardi Gras from different angles and there's a Inside Heston's World video, which is probably the, the best bit of content on there because it's 3 minutes and 43 seconds of Heston talking to the camera about his uh, what's it called the Fat Duck restaurant. Um, it's excellent. Now, it's it's set up so that you can use your smartphone on its own or you can use a Google Cardboard. It's Very, very cool. And it's a, it's just another initiative from SBS. They, they uh, try very hard to be at the forefront of these technologies, and it was a pleasure working there. But uh, a great little product and, um, and well worth a look, especially if you're into Heston, the... Uh, foodies out there will love that one uh, download it now it's called sbs on demand virtual reality sbs vr is probably what you search for in the app store check it out now i mentioned this one quickly um while we wrap up the show now We mentioned this one quickly on two blokes talking tech last week um kogan has announced a kogan agora six 179 dollar smartphone android smartphone do you know what looks the goods I like the look of it. Um, it. I like the specs. It will not be the best phone on the market. It will not have the camera performance or the speed of many others, but it looks like it'll do quite well for you if you just want basic functionality and a little bit more. It's certainly not a $99 phone in terms of uh, quality, but I think it's probably, and I'll, I'll get it and have a good test, but I think it's probably on par with a, with more like a $250, $300 phone. Um, so it'll be interesting to test it out. But if you are looking for a second phone, first phone for the kids, Phone for the grandparents, something like that. Kogan Agora 6 is available now on Kogan's website for $179. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your tech tech life life with Trevor Long. And finally, before we wrap up, um, an interesting one. Last week I talked about the Tesla and the dude that was lining up. Well, I didn't get down there in the end, unfortunately, because I had to do what I do on Thursday morning when the shop opened. I was on Jonesy and Amanda on WSFM in Sydney. So I was kind of out of the way of the store. Plus there was a bigger line and I wasn't going to line up. Um, So I waited until Friday afternoon when Elon Musk, the boss of Tesla, um, unveiled the the Model 3. Now this is the the third uh, or fourth actually, um, but it's the third new generation Tesla and the Model 3. It's a smaller vehicle. Um, not, not a small car, but a, maybe a medium car in our Aussie terms, uh, like a Mazda 3 or a BMW uh, 3 Series. Looks the goods, looks a bit freaky from the front, a little bit futuristic. I'm sure they'll remold that a bit. They're copying a bit of flack for the, the rear boot design because people wanted to have the hatch-like approach of the Model S. But forgetting all of that, what about this? They've had 270-odd thousand pre-orders, including me. I put $1,500 down i want one now to be clear i can get that 1500 dollars back at any time between now and 2019 um but by do by removing that i i I lose my place in the queue when the car is announced with australian pricing more like in 2017 2018 um, i'll make a decision on whether i want to buy one and then they'll get in touch with me and we'll start configuring the car and there'll be a whole process to go through, but right now I'm just in the queue and it cost me $1,500 to be in the queue. Elon's got a few hundred million dollars now sitting in the bank from those people and he's also got basically uh, guaranteed, well not guaranteed, but likely commitments to orders of billions and billions of dollars worth of cars. That's a pretty good thing for Tesla. And I'm pretty sure most other car companies, no matter what level of technology you have on board, would be desperate to have 200 and something thousand people putting down money to pre-order a car so the world's a very, very ever-changing place, and it's uh, quite interesting to watch uh, the Tesla story evolve. Um, there could be a lot of a lot of changes, and a lot could happen in the time between now and when that car hits the roads, but I wait with bated breath. I'd uh, love to know what you think. Go to the website, That I eftm.com.au. Send me an email or jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Um, and, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. We'll be back again next week. Now, actually, let me think about that. Breathe, people. I may need to record a very quick tech tech news update on Monday night because I'm going to take a couple of days off with the family, the kids next week. at school holidays. Um, so I'm going to go for a drive down the country, New South Wales, visit my nana, who is uh, beautifully approaching 100 uh, but hasn't been in the best of, of spirits and health lately. So I'm going to go down and I'm going to brighten her her eyes with the visit from the kids and, the, well, more importantly, the grandkids, uh, great-grandkids even. Um so i have to think about it, to be honest. We'll have to think about 3.25. Do we put it off or pause it? The week after that, I'm in New York. Um, I will, at the very least, do a show before I leave for New York and maybe even do a little um, ad hoc program from New York. Because, And this would be an interesting thing. I'd, I'd love your feedback. Obviously, I try and achieve a weekly program here. What would you think about small bite-sized bits in between? What would happen if I did a you know, 10-minute piece on, a, on, on an event I was at or something without having to do the whole show? So in between the, the week, so I still do a, you know, hopefully on a Tuesday, but then in between somewhere, what if I did 10 minutes? I'd be interested to know what you think of that because it's very easy to do. I could push the episode straight to your phone, uh, but I wouldn't want to upset the apple cart there, people, okay? So let me know what you would think. I'd be keen to hear from you. As I say, at Trevor Long on the website, eftm.com.au. We should talk to you next week. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.